it appears a lot of people are feeling incredibly tired. Now, I know normally at this time of year, our energy levels would start to drop as uh, we start to see Christmas as an exciting period for us. But I also know we've had this, this added weight of COVID, which has just been thoroughly exhausting, mentally straining, emotionally straining, financially straining. And just more and more people that I talk to are just saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. I am tired. I think we've got to cut ourselves some slack. We've got to uh, take on the word that John preached a few months ago, just around actually there's been societal trauma like we have uh, probably in this generation not, ex- uh, not experienced before. And so, uh, so we can cut ourselves a bit of slack. But on the same hand, I think there are some disciplines, there are some habits uh, that we've probably formed which are unhelpful. And uh, more than that, there are probably some things that we should have been doing that we haven't done which has been unhelpful. And so as we go in today, I just have this, this continuation of this thought of running and running our race well. Two weeks ago, God dropped a word into, uh, in my spirit just out of Galatians, just around who cut in on you as you were running your race? What cut in on you? There's so many external circumstances. And uh, if you remember, I called us just to identify what they were, to name them in order that we would be able to know what we are confronting and how we're able to go forward. And then Jax last week spoke about running our race unhindered. And uh, one, of her, one of her points was just how we can uh, just cast off, be untangled from the sin that tangles us, unhindered from the, the sin that entangles us because Jesus ran His race and accomplished the goal that was set for Him. And today I want to carry on with that theme, but I want to I talk around this, running our race to win, running our race to win. I know that as we started this three weeks ago, I did say that even if we could just get across the finish line, that will be enough. And I do believe that because God is gracious. But every one of our desires should be to race to win, to race to, uh, to excel, to do the best that we are able to do. Uh, I came across uh, an interview this, uh, this week. I came across the interview, but it was, it was an old interview, uh, just that John had with a guy, Mark Arthur, who is a Springbok canoeist, and in the days leading up to the world championship and just in his racing, and John asked this question. He asked of him, what is the most difficult part of your preparation for the world championships? Is it the long, hard slog uh, kind of stamina-building marathon sessions on the water? Is it the short, sharp intensity? Is it the running, the, the, the CrossFit, the, the multi-discipline, because every canoeist hates running? Is it the running? And Mark Arthur's response was, no, the hardest thing is eating when I'm hungry and sleeping when I'm tired. He said, rest and recovery is the difference between being a performer on the field and being an elite performer, being the best having your best performance, rest and recovery. And so I want to carry on with that thought as we've been talking about rest so much this year through our Apprentice series, even as we've been going through everything we've been going through in COVID and as we're coming into this environment of of our run series, running uh, running our race, running to win, uh, running unhindered, just this thought of rest and recovery. What does that look like for us? Mike Arthur, the Springbok canoeist in preparation for the World Championship, says this, those who rest and recover better or best are the ones that will paddle faster and further. 
I don't know about you, but that's something that appeals to me. I, in this day, I want to run faster. I want to run further. And as we do this, it's around rest and recovery. What crucial ingredients as we rest in God and as we recover in Him. And so I'm going to spend a bit of time today just looking at what rest and recovery looks like so that we can be performers that win our race. What a profound thought. So we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, and it says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. You may be saying, cheap is rich. That's quite a tough text at the back end of the year. Uh, uh, what we've gone through in COVID, how you're asking me to beat my body. You're asking me to run harder. I'm not asking you those things. I think in God we have a secret here uh, revealed by Mark Arthur, but actually long before that revealed in the Scriptures, that of rest and recovery, which allows us to run our race well. I don't know about you, but uh, I do feel that sometimes, uh, sometimes it can feel like I am running aimlessly. I think when I get tired, I feel like my vision and my purpose starts to lapse, starts to de degenerate, and it, it's, I've got to remind myself of what it is that I'm doing, and we don't want to be found. Paul writes to the Corinthian church, don't run like someone running aimlessly. Why do we want to get tired? Why do we want to get busy? Why do we want to endanger ourselves doing something that is just for no purpose or aimless according to the Scriptures? And so before we get to rest and recovery, I just want to remind us of something of the purposes of God for you. As we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 to 23, it's actually the, the preceding verses to this running your race to win. Paul reminds us, he's reminding the Corinthian church, this is your race. This is what you should be doing. This is vision and purpose. This is what we're trying to train and discipline ourselves for. Uh, for. And it says this, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone. To win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, even though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one having, uh, not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. What an incredible passage of Scripture as Paul is reminding the Corinthian church of what he's about for the sake of the gospel and encouraging them to participate in it. And so at the very least, if we are feeling visionless and purposeless and tired at this time, we can take hold of Paul's words to say, for the sake of the gospel, I can become all things to all men for the sake of winning some. But now we also know that God has uniquely gifted you to participate in His body, the church, 
Christ as the head, us his body, in order to fulfill his mission on earth. And so, yes, there is the general view that we, that we run, the general purpose of wanting to save people, but we do that through our unique gifts coming together in formation. I love what Jackie said last week about Jesus. She said this, Jesus' death wasn't an event that happened, but rather it was a goal that was achieved. I have absolutely loved those words this week as I've just been reflecting on it to say, actually, we, we know there was an event that took place, but it, it wasn't just an event that happened to Jesus. It was a goal that he took hold of. He set his face. He set his face toward Jerusalem. He knew what he was getting in for, and he disciplined himself with energy. He had rested in God. He had found his recovery in God in order that he could fulfill his goal and achieve his goal. Will we do likewise for the sake of the gospel? See, the scriptures are full of metaphors likening the church to a body, and we all have a part to play. And what I'm seeing over this time is that some of us have forgotten the part that we are playing. It's been so long that we, since we've been able to be the church in coordinated fashion that we have forgotten what our role is. Some of us are too scared to step forward to even fulfill our role. And so we have got into another habit of neglecting our part or we're trying to play our part, but we're doing it on limited health, spiritual health, emotional health, and even physical health. And therefore, the body is not functioning properly. We're not running in formation. We're not running collectively together in such a way that we can run our race. Here's the deal. If I run my race to win and I win, but you run your race and are not able to win, I don't win. And likewise, if you run your race to win and I don't run my race to win and I run aimlessly, we don't win. And so collectively, we each need to run the race that God has set for us, rested and recovered, so that we can compete at the world championships, really, to mix my metaphors at this point in time. I want to call us, uh, I want to call us to and help us to play our part. We need you. Any team that has had a player injured and on the sideline or sinbined, uh, I, th I think that was such appropriate language that the rugby players started to use sinbinning in the context of our Christian faith and walk. But if someone is sinbined and off the field or injured and off the field, the team is weakened and lesser than. I want to bind us up. I want the Scriptures by the Spirit of God to bind us up, heal us, allow us to keep running forward. And so, without uh, any further uh, comment, we're going to move into these two attributes of rest and recovery. Like Mike Arthur, the South African high-performance athlete who needed to sleep when he was tired and needed to eat when he was hungry, so too we need to find rest when we are, re are weary and we need to feed our souls when we are hungry. Now, we think that that can be quite uh, that, that's quite obvious and that we would do that well, but I would beg to differ with us. You see, I think when it comes to rest, so often we feel weary and what we do is we think we can just push on a little bit longer. We can just push through. We can just push through. And then what happens is we get our body into a cycle and then when it is time to rest, we're either too wired that we fill our, we fill our days, we fill our space, we fill our Sabbath with other stuff because we just so, we're so in the habit of working or we're so exhausted that we don't find our rest in God, we're just flat out finished. And so actually what happens when we push through just that little bit longer is far more damaging than if we were to break and have that rest, if we were to break and sleep when it was time, to use the analogy of the athlete. And so sleep 
obviously I'm not just talking about our physical sleep, although that is important too, but, uh, but actually just our rest in God. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Uh, Jacks again taught us so well last week in this, and so this rest portion is going to be quite a short portion because it was taught on last week, and so go and listen to it. It says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. There's the language in the scriptures, rest and recover. Come to me, and you will recover. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. May that scripture just rest in your heart. May you just uh, consider it and contemplate it as we look at rest. And uh, again, Jax mentioned it last week. She preached on it last week so well, so I'm not going to go there. I'm going to spend a little bit more time in recovery. And uh, recovery in the context of an elite athlete performing is what we fuel our body with when we eat when we are hungry. So we need to rest when we are tired, but we need to eat when we are hungry. And so often what happens is we, we try to push through in a day. I'm, I'm not sure about you, but so often I get caught up in my day and lunchtime comes and goes. And then I get really hungry in the middle. I've, I've pushed through when, I, when my stomach first started telling me that I needed something to eat. And then what you end up doing is finding rubbish, anything that's around and, and, uh, and, or junk food or anything like that. But here's the deal. What we feed ourselves with starts to create what our bodies generate and, uh, and what they respond to. And so if we eat unhealthily, our bodies become unhealthy. And we slowly start to get more and more tired, and we become less functional. We become less high-performing. It is not fueling our body to run the race to win the prize. And so what we feed ourselves with is so important, and when we feed ourselves is so important. And in the context of our spiritual lives, what's happened over COVID is we've needed to feed ourselves spiritually. But some of us have thought we can just push on a little bit longer. Or when, when the Spirit of God has prompted us, hey, listen, you need to find me. We've just kind of said, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to you. I'll get to you. I'll get to you. And then we find ourselves so exhausted that we're just not able to feed on God. We're not able to fuel ourselves with Him and in Him. And so Philippians 4 verse 8 says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, friends, our mind, body, soul, and spirit are all connected, and how we feed, uh, how we feed each of those feeds into our overall health our performance, so to speak. And, and we don't perform for Christ. We are saved by Him. We live in His mercy and His grace. But we do have a mission to accomplish. And so that is the context of performing to the best, running our race in the best way that we are able to. But, uh, but if we feed ourselves, if, if our minds are feeding on unhealthy resources, may I say, of course we're going to come to November the first, towards the back end of the year, and we're going to find ourselves mentally fatigued because we haven't followed the Scriptures. We haven't fed on the Scriptures. We haven't fed on Paul's words in Philippians 4. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, think on those things, and it will feed our souls, and we will find recovery, and we will find rest. 
And so because we are a learning people, because the people of God want to continue to learn His ways, continue to walk with Him as we yoke ourselves to Jesus, shoulder to shoulder, as we continue to do this, we're a learning people. Here is my request of us as a church. This is what I would ask of you to do as you go away from here. And then I'm I'm going to ask you to do something, and then I'm going to just give you a little insight into me having done the exercise and what that looked like as, uh, as we go forward, maybe just to help you and encourage you on your way. But I would ask you to write these things down. Write these things down, and then go and write your answers to them. The Scripture says, whatever is true, and so I'd ask you, what is true? Whatever is noble, well, then what is noble? Whatever is right, what is right? Whatever is pure, what is pure? Whatever is lovely, well, what is lovely to you? Whatever is admirable, what is admirable? And what is excellent and praiseworthy? And I think if we start to take that scripture on board and we start to have answers to those things and then we start to in our recovery time, when spiritually we are hungry, we can go to that and we can feed on that, we can give consideration to that, then we will start to feed our souls and we'll find ourselves in a much better space. I think we'll start to find mind, body, soul, and spirit uplifted. I think we will start to find that we start to move from just being on the field to being a high-performance athlete, just surviving our walk with God to flourishing in our walk with God, to being fully on His mission, being able to contribute, not just surviving COVID, but actually being one who can add value in and help those that are struggling. That's my desire for all of us and for us as Anthem. And so let me give you an example just from something of my work on these questions. And I'm just going to give you one-liners for each one of them, but just to give you an indication of what I see when I look at this as, as, uh, as one who has gone through this exercise. What is true? What is true? Well, what is true to me is my hope is planted in the eternal. And therefore, there is no pressure, that no present day circumstance that can rock my foundation of faith. But I've got to sometimes go back to these, these writings, what I believe is true, and say, I believe that my hope is in the eternal. Therefore, whatever is going, the, the mini-budget speech that uh, Tito Mboweni uh, just, just did this past week, uh, nothing of that rocks my faith because my faith is not in earthly circumstance or present-day circumstance. It's in an eternal reality. That is true. That is true. And that is more true than what is taking place today. What is noble? Well, as a co-heir with Christ, with access to all things of my Father, I can give liberally and generously. That is noble. Nobility. Nobility as a responsibility for other people. That's one of their primary responsibilities. And so as a co-heir with Christ, with access to the things of heaven, I can give generously and liberally. That is noble. I've got to remind myself of that. I've got to feed on that. Not feeding on, I have lost a, a percentage of my income, or I have lost this, or I have lost that. Starting to feel more to, more acting as a victim rather than as a co-heir with Christ. We've got to remind ourselves, what is this? What is right? Well, I, alongside all other humans, are created in the image of God, and therefore I and all other humans are worthy of honor. Are worthy of honor because they carry the image of God. That is right. And therefore, all these conversations that are going on all over the world, some of in your workplace, some in your homes, we've got to give consideration to these things. Think on such things. What is right? 
May I encourage us to feed on this. What is pure for me, my daughter's eyes, when she looks into mine and says, I love you. It is a definition of purity for me. And I need to think on such things. What is lovely? My wife is my standard of beauty. My absolute standard of beauty. And therefore, as I think on that, no other person or thing can ever be as attractive to me as she is. Is your spouse your standard of beauty? That is what is lovely to me. What is admirable? The widow who contributed all that she had with her two pennies. The man who walked a second mile when he was only asked to walk one. The man who walked across the road to help a wounded man of a different race and culture. That is admirable to me. What is excellent and praiseworthy? The team that works so hard to produce this service week in and week out that give up their evenings away from their families in order that we can minister to you. That is excellent and praiseworthy. These are just some of the things that, as Philippians 4, 8, encourages us, think on such things, think on such things. Rather than feasting our eyes and our minds in our mental uh, dullness on, 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 on certain series that we watch, or even certain novels, I, I always think that we, we, we hit the digital age and we hit the people that watch TV, but there are some pretty awful books out there as well. And so all of you literary people that enjoy reading some novels, they're not necessarily helpful for your mental strength. They're not helpful for you resting and recovering in God. It's not, it's not good for your feeding of your spirituality. And so what are you feeding on? What are you feeding on? And so just uh, Philippians 3, 10 to 14, and I close, out, uh, I close out with this. It says this, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have arrived at my goal, but I do press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. May I ask you, would you be so brave as to put down answers to those questions? Take Philippians 4 verse 8. If you don't have a Bible in your home, maybe you can just re-watch this and pause it as it comes up on your screen and write those words down. And give consideration to them and start to feed your soul. When you are hungry spiritually, feed it with the right stuff. Think on such things and you will find yourself being able to go further and faster. It starts to put you on a track where you can run a race in such a way that you're not running aimlessly, but you're running with purpose and you're running in such a way as to win. This is the life that God is calling us to. It's the life that Jesus desires for us as He continues to build His church. And so may I ask you, may I call you to that today, friends. May I call you into that story. If you have never considered Jesus Christ, if you have never considered His life, that it was given in order that you may have life itself, if you have never put your trust into the goal that he achieved, which was to pay the price of your sin. 
the sin that entangles you, the sin that stops you from living a life of flourishing in God's kingdom. Jesus ran that race. You do not need to, and you just need to put your trust in Him. And so today, if you, for the first time, want to put your trust in Him, would you just let us know? If you're watching on anthemchurch.tv, there is a little uh, button that comes up. Would you just click it that just says, I commit my life to Jesus? Would you let us know that you have done that? And uh, if you're not watching on the anthemchurch.tv platform, would you please be so brave and courageous as to email us at info at anthem.org.za to let us know that you've made that decision because we would love to be in touch with you and help you take your next step. And for all of us that have been part of this service, I want to close out with this prayer. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Amen. I want to thank you for tuning in today, engaging in the service, and we want to keep encouraging you. Don't just connect in online but uh, move towards community. And uh, if that means coming in person into the Durban North space and anthem, then why don't you do that? Uh, if you're not yet able to, why don't you get a few people into your home or into an online space and start to connect, not just uh, start to experience community, not just connect in on a Sunday. But we want to thank you for participating. We want to thank you for engaging. And uh, we trust that you would have a great week. Keep running your race well and run in such a way that you would win the prize. Bless you.